We begin to look, we have been, first of all, we have been looking at signs of the end. Yes? Come on now, let's talk. How many of you were not opportune to be in the, in the overcomers this last Friday? Raise your hand, let me see. I want to know how many of you were not able to be there. So how many of you were there then? Can I say something to us all too? If you are a member of this church, there are two covenant periods in a month God gave you. If you keep it, you will be blessed by it. If you don't, I pray that when we go out of this face of the earth, you will not regret it. The program that God has given to us as a church Apart from those who, whose work are roasted for that time, there is nobody who has an excuse in this house. Because when the cloud moves in the wilderness, the Israelites who refused to move were left behind and they never entered Canaan. One of the things that God said through the scriptures is that in these last days, Jesus said this, really, we'll be looking at it. It says, watch out that you are not deceived in these last days. And I told you the three dimensions. It says, watch out that no one deceives you. And I told you the three dimensions of deception. And I told you that the greatest deception is which one? Come on, let's speak together. Self-deception is the greatest deception. It is the greatest deception because it is the only deception that can paralyze a man completely. It will, ha- it will make a man feel good when nothing is good. And he will be looking for a, a gloomy tomorrow, which he has not made effort to enter. He will not see till he dies. Many are in their graves today who, after death, they recognize what they will have achieved. But because they did not consciously commit themselves to the Lord, they suffered so much pain in their soul. I pray that none of us will suffer such. Now, I make all efforts as a human being to make sure that nobody among you who follow me, who listen to me on earth, is spared any truth. And you know, Jesus said the book of John 8, I suppose, verse 31. Well, from verse 30, he says to the Jews who have believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, 31, you are really my disciples. Look at that scripture again. Shall we read it together, please? Yes. Is this not headquarters? Okay, read it the headquarter way. Mm-hmm. Jesus said to us that for us to be a disciple, 
we must hold towards his teaching. And then, what did he say thereafter? Every one of us should know these things off our mind. Jesus says that if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciple. And he said that then you will know the truth. And it is the truth that you know that will set you free. Now, we were told by God that we should gather here every day and pray at six. While I will not ask you to raise your hand, but I want to tell you that, you know, if you didn't come to the prayer, you need to question yourself if you really belong to the house. What I want to talk to you about today is the promises for the end time. As I've shared with you, deception in the end time. I want to show you promises in the end time. If we look at the book of Joel. Chapter 2 from verse 27. Let's read from verse 28, really. Shall we read, please? The next one. Then the next one. Now, if you look at that spirit, that's a scripture. It says, afterwards, I will pour out my spirit. Now, last week and the weeks before, we looked at Jesus saying, watch out that no one deceives you. And we explore deception and identify the three dimensions of deception. The deception of man deceiving himself. Deception of Satan or demons deceiving a man. And the deception of the third party. Somebody who is your friend, a pastor, a minister, a, you know, whatever they may be, deceiving you. And we, under, we understood by the underlying factor that all these deceptions are engineered by Lucifer. Demons will whisper to a man's thoughts and make the man believe that he is the one thinking. A man will have opinions and those opinions will become your conviction. Though you may be sincere, but you are sincerely wrong. Look at me and concentrate to me or on me. Now, some <coughs> have testimony of <coughs> they have testimony of regrets in various aspects of life. I was watching the television yesterday during the time I was doing my job and I discovered that Some people gang raped a girl. 
And they put it on social media. 30 men, a girl of 16. And they put it on social media. And many people were watching it. They also showed some celebrities who took their photograph, naked photograph, women, and they posted it on social media. And the, the press were talking about telling parents to watch their children watching Instagram. I will say to my own members, anybody who has Instagram should cancel it. There are some social media you don't need. Any social media that is looking for friendship, apart from professional corporate relationship, you must not have it. Neither must you allow your children to do so. I would together now. Because if you do, do those things, you deceive yourself. Others have left you behind long ago. You remain where you are. Ten years time, when Satan will wake you up to your consciousness, you can't catch up with your mates anymore. They have gone too far. Then you begin to beg for crumbs that fall from the table. Especially when you retire. It's not a good thing to end up in homes when a person retires. It's a good thing to, to still live good life. Earn good money so that you determine your own death. Satan deceives some people in marriage and by their own hand they destroy their marriage beyond repair. And that attitude they continue to exhibit in their marriage has pulled the love life apart, far distance apart. And by the time they wake up, it could not be remedied. And the same thing with academics, the same thing with career, the same thing with God. I was watching a, a video put on, the, on, on by Poyongi Cho. And Poyongi Cho gave, told the testimony of a man who died in his church many years ago. And that man, his wife died. So when the wife died, he said the, the man could not accept it. So when they got to the graveyard, the man was saying that, look, the grave is moving. Bring her out. He's entered his head. And they told him the grave is not moving. You know, they took him home, buried the woman. Five days after he died, because he couldn't stop thinking. But when he died, what happened was that he felt something like a, a sword pierced his back into his heart. And it was gone. And the doctor said he died of heart failure. Now, this man went away, first day, second day, and third day. And I thought that they were going to bury him. But what happened was that the man said when he, lay, when he died, he saw his body. He, he saw himself out of his body and he saw three stars falling from heaven. And when he got to him, they were angels. They turned to human human figure. One was in front, two were holding him and they were leading him away. And he was looking at his carcass. So when they led him away, he now began to wonder what's going on. And they told him that you are dead. That is your body. And he took him to heaven and the Lord received him and began to show him what heaven looks like. Showed him, took him to various places because we don't have time for that today. I just want to get into the message. And then after taking him around, he saw a house of a man who was an elder, senior elder in the church. And his house was so small. And he said that, why is this house so small? 
And Jesus said that that is the work he did in the church that determined the house. Then he saw a woman who always come to clean the church. And that woman will never cease. Was consistent and he was always cleaning. But the woman, he saw a mansion really. And he said, oh, this is a beautiful mansion. And the Lord said, call the person who is in, is in that mansion to come out. And it was this woman who cleans the church. Then he now asked the Lord, what about my wife? The Lord said, that's why I brought you. But I have to show you all this first. He saw the garment given to the saints and he saw several things, you know, which I can say that he went to heaven. You know, I told you some few weeks ago that anybody who went to heaven who cannot tell me what I have seen, at least one of the things I saw, he must see. And he must see other things that I would have permitted to see. Because heaven is so vast. It's like going to, the, going to one country and say you've been to the earth. You know how many countries in the earth? But you will see something that is common everywhere. Everybody will see the gates, the gates of pearl. Everybody will see the, the, the streets of gold. Everybody will see the living water. If you don't see those things, I don't think you've gone to heaven yet. Whatever the case may be, the Lord took him to his wife's house. And his wife was among us. And the Lord said, and called the wife. So when the wife came out, he wanted to jump and hug the wife. And the wife said, stop. You are still of the earth. You cannot shake hands with me. <sighs> and the Lord said to him that look at your carcass. They are going to bury you now. Angels take him. And he said they whisked him like a supersonic speed. He didn't want to go. <sharp inhale> they took him back. And he saw himself and they pushed him back into his body. And he woke up in the grave you know, where they are reading the, you know, as it is, please, the Lord, to let your servant depart. We now commit his body to the earth, earth for earth, and he woke up. And the pastors and everybody, <laughs> as usual, <laughs> if it was you, you wait. <laughs> so when they ran, they stopped. And they came back. He said, it's me, it's me. But before the Lord took him, to send him back, the Lord took him and said, come and see. He said, what about my house? The Lord said, come and see. And the Lord said, look at that house. And he said, that is your house. And he said, Lord, my house doesn't have roof. Will I stay in the house without roof? And the Lord told him that, no. The work you do in my kingdom, in my vineyard, each time you walk in my vineyard, it produces material to build your house. If you did not complete your work, then your house is not completed. There are people who don't have house at all in heaven because they didn't do anything. And of course, you know that God looks at your doors and your heart. Okay? By which you are serving. And he said, the Lord told him that when your work is finished, we call you out of your body. And that gives me confidence that anybody who truly works for God in the kingdom of God cannot just die without completing his job. Impossible. I've been teaching this a long time. But affirmation comes again. It is impossible. If you are working with your heart in the household of faith, if people die around you, you will escape. Because God cannot permit you to die because you are a worker. Okay? But if you are not a worker... 
If you die, of what use are you when you are alive? So if you die, you may be one of those people who, the other man who went to heaven said that he just saw them, they live in the outside. They don't have a house. So I want to say to you that don't let us deceive ourselves. You know, let us make sure that we obey and serve God seriously in this end time. So that we can be among those that God will lie upon. Now, let me show you this. Um, Joel 2, 28 says, Afterwards, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. Yes, I love this. I will pour my spirit upon all flesh or all people. So, this end time, as Satan will deceive many, God will pour his spirit on many. Now, the intention of God, this very prophecy, as prophecy is, prophecies sometimes speak about now, and the same prophecies speak about the future. I will together now, and I will help you understand that. The Bible says God promised in this later time, he will pour his spirit on all people, or all men, sons and daughters will prophesy. Sons and daughters will prophesy. And old men will dream what? Not nightmares. You have a covenant from God that in this time when evil increases for God's own household, their portion is outpouring of the Spirit. I will tell you how you get it. You know, on Friday I was teaching you on the household of God. Isn't it? So when the Bible says, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh, it's talking about the household. To distinguish between the household of God and those who are not in the household of God. So once you are born again, then this scripture is yours. But I told you on Friday when I was helping you to understand that the Bible says the book of, we'll come back to this one. The Bible says the book of Romans 8, 9, that everybody who have been saved have been predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ so that Jesus can be the firstborn among many brothers. And that tells you and I that we can be like Jesus in everything. Okay? But I told you, and I've taught you here before severally, because now on Friday was short time, that if you want to be like me, all right, practical way to be like me is that you first study who am I. Isn't it? The more you discover who I am, the more you'll be like me. I am very proud of this house. I am very proud. Some of my youths have been coming to me who, you know, the achievements and the rate of the achievement is alarming. I we together now. Very proud of them. You know, we had a visitation by the former minister for equality on Friday in the NIVG. Government came to church last Friday. All right? And when the government came to church, government came to talk about why we should vote to, be, to stay in Europe. 
All of you, you better vote to stay in Europe. If you vote to exit, you will suffer. God cannot deliver you. I'm doing a cast to television next week. So when they came, this is what I'm telling you. When they came, they are the ones who come to speak on behalf of government. But when they mounted the pulpit, when they even told me what they want to say, I looked at them. They are not saying much. When they came to the pulpit and they talked, and they, they told me that I too, I too must speak to my people. Okay? So after they spoke, I came and I spoke. I spoke in two ways. I spoke as a minister, showing the scriptures and why we should not. Then I spoke as an intellectual. And when I began to speak, you know, they were pinching themselves. They told me that you will speak for the prime minister because even the things you are talking about, the prime minister has not spoken about it. Why can I speak about that? I have just studied about it in international law. Once you ch- when, when Europe leaves, when Britain, if, if Britain leaves Europe, if you are a British who is in a partnership with a German or a French, under your contract which you have signed or your article of memorandum which you have done of partnership, there is a place there that is called jurisdiction law which determines where you settle disputes. Now, the underlying fact of the jurisdiction law under European Directive 45 is that you will determine the case in your domicile. Now, the word domicile for a British man will change instantly. So, all British companies that are in partnership with, with European companies, the moment Britain leaves Europe, you are in big trouble. Because if you have a dispute with them, they will deal with disputes in Europe, not in England. Because that has become the domicile. Because there are two definitions of domicile, section 5, section 6. Either the domicile of the company or the domicile of the individuals. And we have so many companies who are in partnership. What about those who have built houses? People who are retired in England, they are moved. They will become foreigners that day. What about many of you who have left this country to go and work abroad in, well, not abroad now, in Europe, which is one country? All of them will be repatriated the same day. As we are repatriating some, we have in statistic one million British out within Europe, living and working in Europe. Now, when those one million come back, they are more than the immigration they are trying to protect. You know something? I can talk to you more and more about this. I will gather. But what I'm saying to you is that I'm so much encouraged that the, a lot of youths are taking after my curiosity. And I love that. I took my curiosity from Christ. Christ was sent by God with a mandate. Jesus Christ born in a manger, ghetto. He became the ruler of the whole earth. How? For you to be like him, you must study him. I would together now. So if you say you are a Christian and you don't study Jesus Christ, you remain where you are. But you are not supposed to. Remember I told you on Friday that everything that is in Jesus is in you already. All of us have power, isn't it? How God anointed Jesus Christ with Holy Ghost and what? So it is the Holy Ghost that produces the power. Holy Ghost and power are not different. Holy Ghost is the power of God. Alright? But 
Everybody who has received the Holy Ghost and power, do not utilize the power. Because there are conditions that have to be fulfilled by an individual for you to utilize the power. And if you don't know the conditions attached, and you are doing other things to try to see the results, you never get results unless you do the right thing. Lend me your hearing. There is a better tomorrow for you. Listen to me. So therefore, if the Bible says God anointed Jesus, and John 10 says, John 17, verse 17 says that, as the Father has sent me, so have I sent you. Alright? Sanctified in my truth, Holy Spirit, 18. As the Father sent me, as he sent me into the world, I have sent them. If you look at verse 20, it says, quickly, my prayer is not for them alone, I pray also for those who believe in me through them. Then 21, that all of them may be one, Father, just as, as you are in me and I in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may what? So for God, for the world to believe that God sent you is your manifestation of Jesus in the community. Because you are one with Christ. That's how they can believe. Not a Christian that is in office and, you know, there is no effect in that office. Office. If you manifest in your office the power of God, when promotion comes, you are the first they will appoint. Really, you cannot have joblessness if you manifest in the power of God. Impossible. Because I'm taking you into that now. And it says in verse 22... I love this. Let's read together. No, 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 no. The scripture you are reading, verse 22. You've just read 21, isn't it? The next verse. Shall we read that together? So, what else do you need? The glory God gave Jesus, Jesus said, He's given it to you. Consider this. The glory that God gave Jesus, Jesus gave to you who believe. And we know from chapter 10, 38 of Acts that it is by that glory that Jesus went about doing good. It is by that glory that Jesus fulfilled his destiny. Listen to me. You will live once. <laughs> so this life you have, I want you to maximize it to the end. Together? So, Jesus gave you the glory that he has. So that none of us can say, a devil made me do something, or a devil hindered me from doing something. Devil can't make a Christian do something, neither can he hinder us. Remember we read from the book of James chapter 1, uh, during this teaching, he says, a man when he's deceived, from verse 13, he says that when he's deceived by his own evil desire, when he's tempted by his own evil desire, the desire came from Satan, but when you act upon it, it becomes your own desire. Are we together now? So a Christian can't say, devil made me do something. Hallelujah, somebody. I was helping the ministers understand an error of Monday. Someone said in, tele- in tele- television that, you know, uh, when they asked him if a Christian commits sexual sin, you know, what about that? He said that it's nothing. 
The minister says sexual sin is nothing. Now we need to help people know that, you know, they are physical, they are human, they are weak. He misapplied he mis- the word, God poured oil into earthen vessel. Earthen vessel, he said it can break. That's why God poured oil in it so that it won't break. So that it can be useful. Because what Jesus said to the earthen vessel is that let your light what? Shine. If your light can, if you can make your light shine, Jesus will not tell you to let your light shine. He said, let your light shine in darkness. Let it shine among people that men may see your good works. Jesus is, does not miss his word. I disagree with what the man is saying. The man must have been living the same life. Are we together now? Oh yeah. Because the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah 23, like, like priest, like, like shepherd, like sheep. Okay, now let's go and finish our Joel. Promise of our point of spirit. It says, your sons and daughters will what? Say prophesy. Say prophesy. Say prophesy. Say it again, 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 prophesy. Say prophesy. Wake up that man that is sleeping beside you there, please. If you feel sleepy and you come to church, just give them crutch to go and be sleeping. You don't sleep when God is speaking. And when I tell you to repeat something, do it. Because it will work for you. I'll together now. Now, it is not a privilege to prophesy for you. It is a right. Write it down. And when you have a right, what do you do? You claim it. You don't beg for it. God promised that your sons and daughters, so that somebody will say that I'm a woman, God said everybody in the church, sons and daughters, young and old, will what? Prophesy by the outpouring of the spirits. Are we in agreement? Alright. The second thing he says is that your old men shall dream dreams. Old men Embraces old women too. What age do they call people old, really? I, I don't know. From what age? What is retirement age in England? Eh? According to your choice. Amen? If you are old... You will graduate into dreams. Why did Bible say old men will dream dreams? That is a higher dimension than prophetic prophecy, rather, because the Bible has said the young men will what see visions. So, as a as a young man, you must be seeing open vision, not thoughts. I mean, open vision. Listen to me. First, second, third, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, this week is our first, second, third. If you want to grow taller and higher, don't miss it. We will go deep into those things. I will minister it and it will happen. I will go to the next day, minister another area, it will happen. The next day, minister the third area, it will happen. Look, 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 look. If you can see vision as a young man, you can't miss road. 
You can't be confused. Acts chapter 9 talks about a young man who saw vision. He was going to kill Christian and then Jesus intercepted him and he saw an open vision. The Bible talks about chapter 8 of another young man, Stephen. The other one is Paul. And in the vision of Paul, the Lord Jesus told him where to go, the address where he should go and get his miracle. I would together now. If you look at the book of, write it down as I'm talking. I gave you chapter 9. Chapter 8, Stephen, when they were stoning him. Alright, Stephen, Stephen saw heaven. Alright, I would together now. And the glory of God surrounded him. You see this man that Poyongicho said he, he died. He said he saw Stephen. And he asked Stephen that when they were stoning you, you must have felt a lot of pain. He says, Stephen says, I did not feel one pain during the stoning. He says, I saw heaven open before the first stone hit me. And the glory of God surrounded him. People were stoning his body until the body tore to pieces. And he did not feel one pain. Open vision. Listen to me. Some of you who are parents are wondering, gambling about the future of your children, what they will become, what they will not become. It is not by what you think. It must be by the vision of heaven. Because God has a money for each person. What I'm telling you, I did. Here in this house. Alright? And I say that because it works. You can see. It's not a privilege. It's a right. When you have a child and the child cries, is it a privilege for him to cry? It's a right. If the child hits the heart, he has to cry. The child can see. It's, a, it's not a privilege. It's a right. If the child cannot see, then you are worried. Isn't it? Now, for you to have nose and eyes and, and head and stuff, it is not a privilege. It's a right. Because when God created you to be a human being, He created human beings to have those features. Listen to me, church. You have the right to prophesy. You have the right to see vision. And when you graduate old, you have the right to dream dreams, not nightmares. I will together now. If at your young age you cannot see visions, at your old age is nightmare we having. Yeah, because you have to graduate from one to the other. And then he went for that to say, even on my servant, both men and women. And that is the scripture that tells you that when he referred to man, says son and men, he's talking about man and woman. I will do what? Pour my spirit in those days. Now, let me say something to you. If I ask you to pray one thing, one thing between the two, pray, God says now, Ask me for one thing, among two things. Wealth and riches, or Holy Spirit? Maybe somebody didn't hear me well. Tell the person the answer. Wealth or riches, or Holy Spirit? God said, ask for one. Are you, do you mean what you are saying? Let me show you why you ask for Holy Spirit. 
Look at Isaiah 44 verse 3. And this is how it happens. The reason why you should ask for the Holy Spirit is this. For I will pour water on the thirsty land, streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your offspring. And then what? It is the spirit that precedes the physical here. This is the order of the world. Physical brought you to the world and you die. Spiritual. Okay? But in your journey on earth, for any physical to happen, the spiritual must take place. So spiritual took place and you are born to the spirit. You know, if a Christian is struggling to succeed, it's the dose of Holy Spirit that you have. Because if you have the Holy Spirit poured into you, blessings will come upon you and upon your descendants. Upon you and upon your descendants. You know, I told you last week, I suppose, that we were looking into, into parents who are telling their children to serve God, to serve God, and they don't. And I told you that it's only by God's mercy that they can serve God, because if you did not serve God, the, your, your habit towards God is what your children will inherit. That's their first inheritance. So if they know that in your house you don't pray, they don't have to pray. If you are telling them to pray now, it will be, be hard for them when they have grown. You see? Thank God for a child like this that will bypass, override anybody, and will go straight to those kids to train them. But it is a, it is a disgrace in the house. For a child to be able to pray more than the father and the mother is a disgrace. Because prayer is not anointing. It's obedience. Alright? It is a disgrace for a, a child to be operating in the power of God in the midst of parents who cannot do anything. We don't understand it. What did you do with yourself? What did you do with yourself? I told you what inspired me to hear God. Is that my father always hear audible voice. And I felt jealous. And I sit my father down and ask him questions. In his own days, they have gifts. They don't have the knowledge that we have today. He just tells me some pray and fast. That's what he tells me. Pray and fast. I will together now. So therefore, what I'm saying to you is this. God does not visit a house and choose and pick one person and dump other people. No. Once salvation enters a house, it's for the whole family. Hallelujah. And so he says here, I will pour my spirit first and then my blessing. When you can receive the apple of spirit, then blessing will follow. Blessing will follow. I beg you to listen to me. I don't want anyone in this church to be poor and miserable. Because it is a sin for you to do so. In a place where you are hearing the truth that can make you rich. It's a sin for you to make yourself poor and miserable. Are we together now? Come on now. Listen to me. What are the conditions you need to satisfy to get the outpouring upon yourself? The conditions. Look at that verse. I will pour my spirit to what? To what? Look up and let's say to what? To what will God pour his spirit? To what will God pour his spirit? Can a man drink when he's not thirsty? No. If you give a person who is full water, 
He will keep it because it's full. If a person is thirsty and you give him water, he enjoys it. Especially when you have the thirst from Dubai. These hot places or Sahara Desert. And you have been walking, trekking, trekking and you are dry all over. And you saw water. You will prostrate and begin to gorge it. So, let me say this to you therefore. The reason why many do not operate in the flow is because you are not thirsty. You have to thirst for it. Anybody who says to me, I'm thirsty for it. Prayer in the week, you will miss it. You will miss it. Let me say this to you. Apostle, God told you some time ago that some, a time is coming that you won't see Apostle for three months. You know, I've been telling you this all these years. You won't see Apostle for, for three months. And some people haven't woken up. The fact is that when you don't see me for three months, God will still be here. And he will use somebody who has been thirsty and who is available. And it's not by, I have been in this church for 10 years or for 20 years or 30 years. It's irrelevant, that is the story. If you tell anybody I've been with Apostle Williams longer than them, then show me the Apostle Williams in you. If you can't just keep your mouth shut, don't say it. Don't ever even mention it that you have been with me for a long time. Just say that you know me. That's enough. Oh, yes. Because if you say to people that I have been with Apostle Williams, their mind changes. There are expectations placed upon you. Don't go and tell anybody that you have been with me if you cannot just do what I'm doing. Just say that I go there. <laughs> uh, you can say Apostle is my father. They will still expect some, something. But if you don't tell them how long, they will think maybe you just knew him. Because they will be saying that those who know him, will know them by their manifestation. The same thing, a minister of God cannot say that after I'm a minister of God. When you can manifest Jesus Christ. I mean, I have been a minister before you were born. Thank God for you. Then do what I cannot do. So that I will know that you have been with the Lord before I was born. All what I do, do it and do what I cannot do. Because it's your thirst. When you thirst for anything, you hunger for it, you achieve it. On earth, isn't it? Come on now, isn't it? Come on now, isn't it? Come on now, isn't it? I told you the other time that you see, leaders of nations just come like this. Because they just decide to do what I say. Many years ago, I, was, I, was, I brought Brad Jason. Brad Jason, Brad Jason, stand up. Anywhere I go, I will talk about Brad Jason. Please sit down. Where is Singova? Brad Singova, too, I can talk about him. He just qualified as a lawyer yesterday. At the age of 24. He's now a full solicitor. What that means is that within five, five years, he'll be earning more than 100,000 pounds per annum. Within five years, he will earn more than 100,000. We are in four figures. By 10 years, he will be handing over a quarter of a million. The same teaching I teach you, I taught them. This man joined this church at the age of 15. And at that time, he was getting involved with gangs, he said. And I spoke here, I told all of you why you should be rulers. Why you should not just be sitting on the pew every Sunday. As I celebrate you coming, I want to celebrate you successful. And I said, all of you go and join political party. I said, join the party that win in your area. The following week, at that age, he went to join political party. He 
Every time I teach you, he runs with it. You know something? <clears throat> I remember when he finished his first degree. In the political party already, he was fighting for the uh, civil rights of, of downtrodden people. In Southern Council, that they even put him in paper. Okay? And he's serving God. Faithful to God. And faithful to his earthly call. Suddenly, one of the ministers, cabinet ministers, picked him up and said, I will mentor you. The meaning of that is that I will train you to take my position. Okay? When that happened, well, people they put in such position, they must be either Oxford or Cambridge. When that issue came up, before you know it, he got admission in Oxford to do his master's degree. I went to his graduation of master's degree in Oxford. They were talking Latin. We didn't hear one word they said. But anyway, I was there. <laughs> and I put it on the social media. Look at him. In a short time, he'll become an MP, still in this house, serving God, not compromising, solid and seasoned. When I plug people like you into the powers of that rule, we will turn this nation around. I will together now. Let me tell you about Singova. Singova and his brother, his brother, Sama, he's a medical doctor now. They were all raised here. They were, their parents were in the war in Sierra Leone. They told me with their mouth. When they were running out of Sierra Leone, they were hearing gone. SK-47. Young children. And their parents were carrying them, running away, running away. They entered Britain as a refugee. Mother is the third one. Mother is a, is, has a master's degree in civil engineering today. The senior brother is a medical doctor today. Singova has qualified as a lawyer. I am proud of people like that. Look, they didn't have problems that some of you... The, the problem they have, some of you didn't have. It because some of you were born in this country, silver spoon fed, and uh, silver spoon Holy Ghost fed too. As they gave you silver spoon for food, I gave you silver spoon for Holy Spirit. But you see, you cannot suck from the same breast and remain different. What brought those guys to the heights they are? And I, there are others in the church who are following the trend is hunger. Whatever you hunger for is what you can, you know, achieve. Anything you don't hunger for, you won't have motivation for it. If you begin it, you will soon get that. Ah, this is mother's uh, mom. Stand up too. Let me let the church see you. That is their mom. So that if you think that I'm lying, go and ask from her. Are you with me now? Those boys, they gathered together and started a home group, a prayer movement in their, in their house. That was the prayer movement that brought many youths in this church about 13 years ago, 14 years ago, who have missed it. The prayer they started in their house brought those youth back. You know what they were 13 years ago? How many years? How old are you? Okay, you are not, okay, you were 14, 13 at the time. Yes, 10 years ago. And that's what brought all of them back to sanity. So if they use their house as the hub for God to bring people to righteousness, how will God not bless that house? How will God not bless? Without effort. Their parents are not very rich. They are not extremely rich people. You must hunger for the Lord. Don't let the devil kill your thirst. 
If you can kill your thirst for God, he will kill your dream for life. So, thirst, the ground must be dry and thirsty for God to pour his refreshing. I will pour my spirit on your offspring. Thirsty land swims to the dry ground. Pour water to the thirsty and give swim to the dry ground. And all these things is only reflected in prayer. If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and repent of their wicked ways and pray. Let me say this to you. The Bible says the plans belongs to man, but action belongs to God. Your plan, you may have everything to make it happen. And the more you are planning, the more you are doing nothing. The more you are planning, nothing is happening. You have all the potential, you have the money, you have the brain, you have everything, but you remain where you are. Why it did not happen, you can't tell. Listen, but you don't have money, you don't have material, but you love the Lord and you are thirsty, and then things begin to happen. You need to understand this. The one who made heaven and earth is the one who has the supreme power. And your thirst is what determines it. And your thirst is reflected by prayer. Studying the word. Prayer. Studying the word. Prayer. Study the word. Don't let the devil give you a blow before you are looking for prayer. Are you with me now? All those things you stop in church. Devil will attack somebody and then they start telling everybody to pray. Why didn't you tell them to pray before you were attacked? When they were praying, where were you? I taught you to have victory on your knees. People come here Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 to study Bible and pray. The same people appear on Monday to Friday, 6 to 7, praying here. And you come every Sunday. Ask yourself, ask yourself, man, we are all members of CFT Church. Yes, that is true. But some members of the family carry it on their head to seek the face of God regularly. Don't you understand? If you cannot do that, there is a devil somewhere that is robbing you. Not us, not them. Not that the church of God is moving on. What about, if you say that, what about somebody who had not seen anything? Let me say this to you. If you are praying regularly and you have not seen something, you see, have confidence that you have sown into God and God will not rob you. He will pay you. But if you don't serve God well and nothing is happening, devil will make you guilty of yourself. And you will convince yourself if devil does not come to you. That, well, it's because I don't serve him. You don't have Kurube. You don't have Juju. You don't have uh, witchcraft. And you don't have God. It's a fact I'm telling you. Because those who go to the cults, they have vigil every week. You cannot be a mason and not be in vigil. So you must go to the vigil. They physically go there from night till morning. And they do their stuff. Witches meet few number of times in a week in vigil. And they still come to the office like you. And they never sleep in the office. I would mean now. Their devil is working for them because they gave him his sacrifice of service. Don't you understand God is a spirit? If you don't serve him, you can't get from him. So, key. Thirst. Monday, first, second, Thursday, and Friday. I will take you deep into analyzing visions 
and the practical, and we practicalize it there, and you will see. I say you will see. We will look at dreams. We will practicalize it there, and you will see. We will look at prophecy, and we will check the practical, and you, you will prophesy. Let me say this to you. When I was a student, I'm a student now, I don't know. <laughs> when I was a young man, I would say, am I old? No. <laughs> when I was in my 20s, teens and 20s, early teens, elite teens and early 20s, I was studying Lance of Inner Mapping Sciences. I was sharing with this with my son recently. And Jesus will appear to me in the night and show me a question paper. And he will solve the answer. And he says to me, understand everything will enter my head. I, I get up from that encounter at 3 a.m. I will write the question paper, comma, full stop. I don't forget it. Because when God gives you something, nothing can take it. And I will tell you the reason why people have revelations in dream and they forget in these four, three days. I will tell you what causes people to forget it and the remedy to it so that you won't forget it anymore. And then I began to score 100 in the university. In written paper, I scored 104. That lecturer said he gave me the 4% for the second, uh, my last module, level 5. That was level 4 I did. Okay, the first time I shared it here, somebody was here with me, Pastor Emmanuel. He said that, Apostle, how did you get this? I said, I keep the hours of prayer. And I taught them about keeping the hours of prayer. And he went and began to do it, Pastor Emmanuel. He's still around. And he was doing banking exam. And that banking practice, one of it is very tough. Many people fail it. As he was in the, in the library, you know, when the hour of prayer comes, he prays. And he keeps on reading. He just fell a little bit doozy. He was half asleep, half awake, and he saw banking practice paper two or whatever. Answer three out of whatever. And question one, question two. And he said he was eager to read it, to read those things that he saw. His eagerness overtook his concentration. And when he read everything, he just woke up out of it. And he tried to regurgitate. He remembered three. Okay? I will teach you how such can be stopped so that you will see and you will not forget. Let me tell you, two Sundays ago, before I went to Nigerian trip, I finished ministering in, um, in um, a cathedral, and the Holy Spirit began to tell me, uh, showed me a vision. And in that vision, I saw a member of CFT Church who was supposed to be in the service that Sunday. But that day, that Sunday, at the time I was speaking, speaking she was attacked in her abdomen. And she had this excruciating pain that is so, so tearing and killing. And I said it. I said somebody is supposed to be in this meeting today who have been attacked by the enemy in the area of the abdomen right now. I release you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Who was the person? That person had phoned New Cross to his son-in-law. Please come home and take me to hospital because I'm dying. We are in Sacred Cathedral. The son-in-law was here. And he ran home, carried her to the hospital. When they got to the hospital, hospital said, we cannot treat you because we have to test you. They tested everything. They can't find anything. At the time we prayed, the hand of God touched her in the hospital. And the pain ceased. Nothing that the pain ceased. They said, we will keep you till morning because we don't know what is wrong with you. They kept her the second day. I was, in the, I was on my way to the airport. When they called me, they were telling me. They brought blood tests, every test, 
and it's negative, negative. By the third day, they have to tell her to go home. That nothing is wrong with you. If anything was wrong with you before, I say to you, as you go home today, nothing is wrong with you anymore. I'm talking about the power of vision. The power of vision. Love what I tell you. It makes life easy. If you can task for it, it makes life easy. Your Christianity should not be theoretical. It should be practical. And it happens to... Look, in the book of First Samuel chapter 1 to 3, from chapter 3 really, the boy Samuel was 13 when he had the voice of God. 13 years old. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse, verse 4. Jeremiah was 17 when the word of Lord came to him. Alright? Uzziah was 16 when he became king and he served God and God, God listened to him. Look, jo, jo, uh, jo, um, uh, Josiah became king at 18. When he became 16, he started seeking God alone by himself. And God gave him success. So, and all people, um, Moses was 80 when he saw the open vision and God called him. Look, whatever age you are, you can see vision. Whatever age you are, you can still fulfill destiny. No matter how far out you are, there are some of you who have been very committed before. Once you married, you went into Kula. God deliver you today. Amen. Marriage is not given to you to destroy you. It's given to you to enhance you. When people marry, they should be able to serve God more. Whereas in the same church, there are people who carry big belly in the choir to sing. On Sunday, Monday they went to give birth. The next Sunday they were in church. And you want what happened to them to happen to you? Ah, may you not be a prayer beggar. Stand up on your feet and let's pray. I'm going to pray that God will give us strength to seek His face. Lift up your voice and begin to ask God. Give me strength, O God, to seek Your face. Tell the Lord to strengthen you. Tell God, give me strength to seek your face. Give me thirst for you, O God. Let me hunger for your righteousness. Lord, do not let the devil deceive me and my children. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I can't, I don't like that kind of amen. Yeah. Say, as for me and my house, the Lord shall we serve. Say it again, as for me and my house, the Lord shall we serve. Turn to the person on your left, say to them, as for me and my house, the Lord shall we serve. Turn to your right and tell them, as for me and my house, the Lord shall we serve. We will serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to me, brethren. Tomorrow, if you have public holiday from morning to evening, we jam here at 6 to pray. Because Satan don't go on holiday to destroy us. The Bible says, Woe to him who has comfort in Zion. They saw God daily. They attended the temple daily. Either holiday or no holiday, they attended the temple. Devil is destroying people per second. We don't know who is talking among you. One prayer 
can destroy it. And you miss that prayer, that person can be a victim. A history. Are we together? Let us gather up our loins and tell God, we will serve you. Do you know something? I, want to, I told you so many things to convince you. I don't know what I can say again. I don't know what I can say again. Because people fall the same error. I don't want any one of you to be... If, if your life, year one, you remain... The same thing you are earning last year, you are earning this year. Something is wrong. What you are earning this year, you are earning next year. That is not God. No, 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 no. That is just normal. You are not supposed to be normal. You are supposed to be supernatural. Supernatural is invoked by intensive prayer. Intensive prayer, that's what brings it to happen. When you are prayed ahead, before the devil showed up, your, your path is shining with light. He can't even come near you. He can't come near your home. It is by prayer. Tomorrow we come together and see God. On Wednesday we move to cathedral. First, second, third. It will be in cathedral. And you write your request, whatever be your request. We we'll bring it before God. We are going to the half of the year. When we reach half of the year, the year is over. It's only God who can compensate for you what you have missed between January and June. It's only the supernatural hand of God. You know, all of you, God told me to tell you this, and I think I'll teach more about it on first second thought. Every prophecy God has spoken, they must happen to you. Yeah. There are many people who go to grave with their prophecy. It never happened. Graveyard is the richest place on earth. There are many dreamers there. Who, there was somebody yesterday on television. They were talking about World War One. People who died, who went to fight, and six thousand British soldiers died. And one of them, one of the children of the soldier came, and he said that my father, all what happened to him in the war, in the war, my father would look at us and he wouldn't tell us. He went to grave with those information. What can information do? In the grave. Now, the generation now are now looking for evidence of what happened by eyewitnesses. He did not give it out. There are many people who have great secrets. They couldn't fulfill it. They died. It will not be so with you. All the dreams you have, you will fulfill them. All the visions you have, God will give you the provision. But this thing comes when people pray. I will together now. We agree. Meet me here tomorrow at 6. Don't go home and sleep. If you have been tired, carry your tired body here. Yes, drag it here. I'm telling you, drag your tired body here. There are people, I went to intensive care and I pitied human beings. Doctors, we see them, they are used to it. I'm not used to seeing people suffering. The doctors are used to that. So when I see it, I appreciate God. What have they done? If many of them have sought God, Satan would not have entered into their body. I would get that. We can pray to the place where our physical body can never be sick again. And that's where I want to take every one of us. I would together. Let me pray with you. Lord, I commit this, your saints, in your hand. According to the order of priesthood, I pronounce upon them your blessing. Amen. I say the Lord bless you. Amen. I say the Lord bless you. Amen. May the Lord lift up his countenance to shine upon you. And in this season, may he give you rest. May you see the end of your foe. May you overcome every power that is raging against you. Those who rage against you, it is written, they will be brought to nothing. 
Every opposition and wall of Satan around you shall be collapsed. This year, month, a week you are going into that leads you to a new month. It shall be a week of testimonies. It shall be a week of good news. Anybody who has been given bad news will revoke it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. People who have been confused, I bind spirit of confusion and I cast you out. You that they have been begging, and you say you will not accept begging, I break your heart. That's Tony heart in you. I met in the name of Jesus Christ. If we beg God and God forgives us, how much more will man forgive the other? You said, I, will, I, I, can't, I, I can't forgive, I can't forget. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Wipe your memory of insult. Wipe your memory of abuse and cheating. There's a better tomorrow for you than that. The past is gone. A new dawn has come. Let it dawn upon everyone in this house. Lord, we bless you. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord.